from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, to quote Michael Lombardi off camera, Selection Sunday, baby, as we spring forward, <laughs> right, Michael Lombardi? It is the Lombardi. Here we line. go. Yeah, Here we go, man. We Look, only you're get... fired up today, huh? Oh, we only got. I got my cord fixed. I'm not trapped. I felt like I was being <laughs> hung. I felt like I was in like a hotel room hanging from a thing. You know, like I was choking to death. But I feel better now. I'm like, I'm back. Ken got me. Kevin got me situated. So it's good to be here. Uh, you know, five games on the docket today. Got a sixer game tonight. Got some NBA. I mean, we got free agency starting. Got a big trade. Amari Cooper. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, Patrick. Look at, look at the pep in his step over there in Jersey as we welcome you in. It is Selection Sunday, and we've got the coverage. I, I want to hit, hit him with a special read today, Michael, of course. Uh, VEASAN, the coverage here at VEASAN is going to be off the charts. So starting today at 6 p.m. Eastern time, you get six hours of free live video coverage. We're going to be in unison with DraftKings. You can go to DraftKings' YouTube page as well. But again, presented by KFC, we've got the coverage coming up today. You've got everybody. Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Eumanns, Jonathan Von Tobel, Tim Murray. So again, instant reaction on the opening lines and pairings as they're announced today, Selection Sunday. And it is, Michael Lombardi, a very crowded bubble and everybody's oh, yeah. going to be looking at the oh. A-10. The A-10, can Richmond steal a bid? If Richmond steals this bid with Virginia Tech potentially in, obviously they're in the SEC. We'll get to that in a second. There could be literally maybe two spots left on the bubble here as we get going. 
Oh, of course, you got to make room for Michigan. Get their bed I'm all so situated. I'm so over Michigan, make, man. Yeah, I'm so Make sure done. they're good. Make sure they're good. They got to get comfortable, cozy, get their blankets <laughs> all situated, their pillows. They're in, baby. They're in. Oh. I, I mean, I was watching yesterday and how it was a little bit like the, the bracketologist, if you will. Do they wear white coats when they do this stuff? I think so. Do they, like, have their name on them? Yeah. Uh, they were all kind of playing around with it, seeing, uh, you know, this the four. I mean, A&M just beat Arkansas, and they were the they were still the first four out. Yep. And I'm like, how is this even possible? And then later it got updated. Somebody probably said, you know, this makes no sense at all. So then they were the first, the last four in. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it, you know, Virginia Tech last night steals a spot with their incredible win. I mean, that was oh, wait, impressive. We, we should Tech. talk about Virginia Tech. That was never in doubt. And Coach, no. can, can I ask you, because you're great with, like, the kind of body language stuff. Can I ask you, is there a weird vibe around Coach K right now? It almost yeah. like he's downtrodden, looks a little detached. Or Did you get the same vibe? I get the sense that his messaging isn't getting through to what he wants it to. You know, I thought it was a really great scene when he went over to the Virginia Tech player at the end of the game and kind of grabbed him and really sincerely talked to the player like he respected that kid. And, and that, to me, was great. But I don't think his messaging, and I think with Ryan Hyatt, we talked about it yesterday on the Bill Berman and Jick Jack Johnson podcast. We forgot to mention Bill Berman's name on the podcast. He's part of that, I too. can't keep up. Very, very offended. <laughs> very offended I, 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 I assure you, I imagine he was. Uh, and so Ryan Hyatt from Texas, West Texas, he talked about the Bob Knight fatigue, about how when those players at Texas Tech were going through the end of Bob Knight's reign as yeah. a head basketball coach, that the fatigue set in. And I see this at Duke. I really do. That's why, you know, we talked about it yesterday on the show and, and it looked last night. But I thought Virginia Tech was the better team. Yeah, they, Hunter they Cantor. Like I mean, team. 31 points from Cantor, eight, seven threes. 17 in the first half. And, and listen, I mean, it's a team. They're the fourth, the fourth best three-point shooting team in the country. I mean, this is a team that can light it up from outside. If they get hot, they can beat anyone. They can beat anybody. But I got to tell you, watching basketball yesterday, I, I'm anxious to see what you think. But I thought the Tennessee Volunteers might be the best basketball team in terms of talent. I'm not saying they play the best. But their talent is incredible. Incredible. Especially when they get downhill because they can defend, they can rebound. But when they get out in transition like they did, they can beat, literally, I'll repeat it, they can beat anybody. They're so talented. I will not, I will say this, I will not, under any circumstances, put them in my final four. I just won't do it. (laughs) Because they were barely hanging on to the end of that Kentucky game, even though they were dominating that game. But I, I got to say, they are just impressive to watch they, going they, and they playing. Are. They really are. They, they play as a unit. But Barnes' teams do. Barnes just in-game with the strategy can sometimes be a little off. But his teams, back to Texas, always play well together. So let's get to what you're talking about. Let's go one seeds. Gonzaga, Michael's going to be a lock on the one seed. Arizona, Pac-12 champs. What a game late last night against UCLA. Arizona yep. is so good. They're so efficient on both sides. A- again, in transition, you can't stop them. Kansas, Big 12 champs beat Texas Tech. You just mentioned they're going to be on the one seed. So we're just looking for that fourth team on the one line. Baylor, Auburn, or Kentucky is really what it comes down to. Kentucky uh, loses in the semis, as we just mentioned, the Tennessee 69-62. Auburn in the quarters to A&M. So that that leaves Baylor, last year's champs. I think Baylor's going to get the fourth, fourth one seed. What do you think? 
that that's what it sounds like. I, I mean, that's what it appears to be. And and, and looking at Lenardi's uh, latest uh, uh, rendition of his of his theme, it seems like that's going to be the case. Is that Baylor slipped in and Kentucky now moves to a two seed? Which, you know, look, that Big 12 is so good. I mean, that Big 12 is so good. Texas Tech, that score wasn't indic- indicative Mm-mm. of how hard fought that game was against Kansas. And I thought Kansas And you love fabulous. Kansas, to be, to be clear. I love Kansas. And I love Texas Tech, too. I mean, I love it. And I love Baylor. I mean, those three teams are really good. So, but I just think in, in terms of uh, the, the, fi- the first four, I, I think that Baylor steals that. I think Baylor steals that. Yeah, I think you're right. So today what we're looking at, the, you men- Michael mentioned the five games. You've got the SEC final, of course, A&M and Tennessee. A&M right now, unbelievable. How about this? They were 4-8 and eight in the SEC a month ago, and now they've gone on a run. They beat Florida, Auburn, and Arkansas, and you know how well Arkansas was playing. A&M right now is, I mean, they're shooting over 50% from outside. They're just, they're insane. They're stealing the ball every opportunity they get. Like, Buzz can, when Buzz gets momentum, he's kind of like, he's kind of like Musselman. When he gets his team with some momentum downhill, they're dangerous. We said it yesterday on the show. They, they were the kryptonite to Arkansas all year. I mean, Arkansas beat them in overtime down in College Station. Yep. They lost to them at Bud Walton, which is rare for them to do. They have, been, they have been the kryptonite for them. And their mental toughness and their physical toughness wears teams down. That game was really never in doubt. I no. mean, Arkansas looked like a team that didn't feel like they were going to – that wasn't a typical Arkansas game. I mean, it's the best thing I think that could happen to Muss is he can basically spend the next four days complaining to him, saying, look, if we're going to play like this, we might as well not even go to the tournament. You know, it gives you a chance to do that. But I thought A&M was really good in that game. They played, you know, and Buzz after the game talked about it. They played hard. And they kind of conserved their energy over certain periods of the game. I don't know. And I watched it. I don't know how they can beat Tennessee. I really don't. I mean, Tennessee is so talented. And they're so big. I mean, when those when Tennessee puts those two big guys on the court, the freshman and then the other guy, I mean, they're huge. Do you they're huge. Do you feel as though six and a half is heavy though? A and M Tennessee today, SEC championship game, one o'clock, your time. Six and a half opener, still sitting six and a half. Again, four game win streak coming into it for AM. Then they beat Florida, Auburn, Arkansas in the SEC tournament. Uh, unconscious yesterday over Arkansas. They shot 50% from outside, suffocating defense. You know, they're one of the best teams as far as steal rate in all of, uh, in the country, and they're hitting their free throws. However, you just mentioned Tennessee. It's a more talented team. They've won 11 of 12, and they're on a roll right now. Is six and a half heavy, or do you think that's a good number? I, I think it's heavy. I think only because, you know, we saw Tennessee yesterday at the end of that game. Even they, they averaged 73.9% free throws. They're six in the conference, but they didn't really do a good job shooting free throws down the stretch, which six and a half seems like an awful lot. And I also think you have to play into the – we just won it anyway by beating Kentucky. You know, when you beat Kentucky, Fair. you kind of like it, it's like now I got to play another game. Wait a minute, I just got the level five of of of, of the of the game, and now I got to go with the level. I didn't know there was a level six. It's hard. You know, you got to st- take it up a notch. That's going to be a true challenge. So, I, I think I think six and a half is a little heavy because A and M isn't going to stop. I mean, A and M is going to keep charging. I just, to me, on talent alone, it shouldn't be as close a game. But we all know that in the, these games where you know Tennessee's in, you know Tennessee's probably going to be a two seed somewhere, and they should be. Uh, yeah, they're two or so three. talented. You're right. 
You're right. They're so talented. I mean, you know, with that that Brandon Hunley Hatfield, I mean, my lord, Hunley Hatfield is court. ridiculous. And so is Chandler, and so is James. They just go deep. It's it's the same same way that Barnes's teams at Tennessee have all have just been so deep, and they're so frenetic on defense. They're so so good. Huntley Hatfield's a stud. Oh my God, he can run the court. I mean, he was. I mean, he was looked like a tight end going down there. And and the Plasvic. I mean, if he could just make a dunk, we would be in good shape there too. You know. But they are Ziegler's ability to 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 penetrate, and and of course Kennedy Chandler. I thought was sensational. I mean, I was really not that I sh- you know like I've seen Tennessee play, but when you match him up against Kentucky, which Kentucky looks like an NBA team yes. to a degree. And by the way, the big fellow was in the lane. I, I must have got him in the lane 17. I mean, <laughs> Did you have a stopwatch out? Stop oh, my God. It was se- sometimes I got the eight seconds he was in there. So, wait, I got to pin you down here. You're a Tennessee guy now. We know you're an Arkansas guy. You've loved Kansas all year, but you do love Tech. You're into Baylor. You got a lot of teams here, bro. I, I, I think that's the that's the beautiful that thing is, about this the tournament. That is, this year it's wide open, man. Last year was wide open, this year as well. I think if I if I were a, a, a true betting man, not a betting advice man, I would take five hundred bucks, put a hundred on five teams, and with the best odds, and I think I got a chance to win something. I really do. It's a little bit like the MVP voting in in, in football. You got a chance. You just don't know. And I think these seedings tonight, that's why pay attention to all our show. These seedings tonight are going to go a long way to determining who gets to the final. And what's fascinating is the Big Ten final today, Iowa and Purdue, the two best offensive teams today. So, yeah. like the Big Ten, you think defense, but those two can light it up and we'll Purdue get to the match. They better defense than you think sometimes. A little bit. They can play And I love better. Ivy. Yep. Uh, we know Ivy's a stud. Okay, we've got Jim Root. Uh, three-man weave coming up in just a little bit. We continue with the College Basketball Talk Selection Sunday here on VSIN. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip, state issued ID. Here in Nevada, you're ready to go. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. And as I mentioned before, today, Selection Sunday on VSIN. If I, I like to compare it, Michael Lombardi, the quote today is Selection Sunday, baby. But I like to compare it to yeah. our, our Super Bowl coverage, which got rave reviews. If you like that, we're doubling down on the college basketball coverage today, Selection Sunday, uh, starting today at 6 p.m. Eastern, six hours of free live video right here on VEASAN. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is – and shout to Steve Jobs. Uh, just quickly with our, with our little uh, spring forward, I go to bed every year trying to figure out do I have to change my <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to wake up at the right time. I don't know what's doing, but I know the phone just automatically changes and we're good to go as did you spring forward? Do you feel like you yeah, lost an I, hour? I definitely feel like that, you know, and I had to set the clock in my room uh, so that I, I made sure that I, you know, wasn't looking at looking at it. It was the right time. I didn't want to play that game. Wait, wait a minute. Did I set it? Did I not? So I was good on that. Yeah. It's I mean, the matrix. It's good. A little bit more sunshine. I mean, it's only 25 degrees here today. But, you know, other than that, we're good. Yeah. What you the know, hell is going on over there? You getting another storm, March, a March storm? Ma March is such a bad month. March is such a – I feel bad for the people and that, that the loved ones that were born in March. Uh because it's it, it's such a, a, a here in the East Coast, particularly, you, you can get a beautiful day, then you can get just a really bad day, you know, and so it, it becomes a problem. But March brings uh, April, so hopefully we'll get some better yeah, weather. Yeah, Febu February, February, we got the and tournament. March. February yeah, and March the, are we those. Got, yeah. We got the tourney, so, you know, we're going to be inside anyway. Okay. So we're going to be watching the tourney starting Thursday, 12 o'clock. You and I will be at the Borgata. You won't be, but I'll be at the Borgata. It'll be great. We can watch the games tip off, and it'll be fun. Yeah, we're going to be – Michael's going to be out there, what, Thursday and – excuse me, Friday and then Saturday well, the whole and Sunday. Weekend. That's yeah, looking, whole for, weekend looking we're forward to that. Yep. Um, let's quickly jump into, I, you know, I was really impressed with Indiana. Indiana's going to get a bid with their run yeah. through the Big Ten tournament. Uh, but mm -hmm. Iowa, I mean, the, Iowa's offense, they scored 80 on Indiana yesterday, and Indiana's the best defensive team in the Big Ten. Keegan Murray is such a joy to watch. He scored 26, 26, and 32 yesterday. You know, this matchup, Iowa and Purdue, Purdue open one, has been bet up to two, two and a half. You mentioned a little better defense than you think. Jaden Ivey's a pro. We know that. That uh, this is uh, this is going to be a shootout uh, as far as right. tempo to the best in the Big Ten, just two electric teams offensively. 
150, you know, that, that the, the total on this game is kind of low. Ken Palm has it as an 81-80 to 80 game. I think I would lean towards, you know, if you do anything in the game, go money line here on what side you like yep. uh, to take yourself out of that, that bucket. And then I think you've got to strongly consider the over. You know, that's a, a, the over means, you know, it's 75, 70, 76, 74. If you don't think this game's getting to the 80s, then obviously you'll want to play the under. But – I mean, I, I think it's got a chance to go over. You know, your team yesterday, we both, all of us, we thought that would go over with such a low number at, what, 110, the San Diego State-Boise game? It stayed under. ended up 53-52. It stayed it under. I'm telling you. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Wait, it's amazing, but, right? What is Ken Palm's got this 161 finish? So 150, that's a big discrepancy. That's a variance there, yeah. Which, I mean, look, both teams are so good and proficient offensively that you got to believe – that they can score. I mean, I was the best team in the in the conference uh, in offensive efficiency at one one twelve point nine. Purdue next at one twelve point eight. Both of them shoot three really well. Purdue's the second best team in the conference, you know. And defensively, both are kind of in the middle of the pack here. Purdue's not as good, but look, I, I think Purdue can ramp up their defense when the time calls. You know, I, I've seen it against Michigan State. They've been able to do it. So. You know, anyway, going back to the Big Ten, you know, they they had nine teams in the Big Ten going to the tournament. Yep. Nine. Which feels, nine. And they feels have, like a little right overkill. Now, <laughs> right now it's got Michigan playing Texas A&M for that, that uh, the one spot. So quickly on Purdue, the reason I, I think it's moving towards Purdue here, Michael, is because Purdue won both matchups against Iowa this year mm-hmm. convincingly, including at Iowa by 10, 83-73. So there might be a reason there. If you look at it, the 83-73 clears, obviously, the 150 set today. Uh, and Ken Palm, that discrepancy of 11 as far as the total is pretty big, the variance there. So maybe look to the over here, 150, two teams offensively. Jaden Ivey, um, you know, Edie, the big there, seven foot four kid at Purdue, and Travion Williams. They're just, look, it, these Big Ten teams, we love them every year going into the tournament and they get bounced. They've got nine potentially going this year if Michigan makes it. Yeah, I mean, look, the, 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 and they when they played when they when Purdue played Iowa earlier in the year, I think back in the beginning of December, but both teams didn't know really who they are. It, that was a 77-70 game, so that's a 147 game, and I think both teams are playing more effective offensively, you know, than you than 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 it can be. So, you know, like yesterday, I mean, Purdue 75-70 winner over Michigan State. You know, they held Michigan State to 70. I mean, they they they've done a better job, I think, defensively than most people think. You know, the Indiana game that they lost, Indiana was able to play really good defense against them and control it 68-65 back in January. So I don't see that – I don't see Iowa being able to control that pace. No, and, and, and by the way, and I watched the whole game, Indiana – beat Iowa for 36 minutes over the last four minutes, Indiana just couldn't get a bucket and Iowa was hitting three Bohannon who's been around uh, Bohannon's older than your son. I mean, Bohannon's (laughs) been around. I think he's literally played more college basketball games than anybody. He banked in a three, which was the essentially the game winner for Iowa. So that's a good matchup. Iowa Purdue today, you know, Purdue thought throughout the year, the best team in the big 10. So it serves them well to be in the big 10 final here. As far as the conference tournament, the, I talked about the bid stealer, 
Baylor, and that's Rich Richmond today in the A10. I just I hope Richmond wins and beats Davidson. Davidson's in already. We understand that's yeah. an auto bid. They're going to get in. Uh, if Richmond does steal it, you know Richmond beat Dayton. Kempom's got them 57. They beat VCU 67. Kempom's got Richmond 85. Uh, I'd love to see the Spiders get in just to hopefully b- bounce Michigan is really what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm thinking somebody's got to uh, – and, you know, Memphis – is Memphis completely in? Memphis is in. I, yeah, Memphis is I, in. I would think they would be, you know, and Kempom has some 26th overall, but I think Memphis is a team you don't want to play right now. They've actually got their act together. Kempom has this as a, as a uh, six-point Houston win, but we know well, you Memphis know who doesn't want to play Memphis. You know who doesn't want to play Memphis? Houston. Memphis beat them twice this year. That's the bug. I know. They, I know, and they, they've, they've been their Achilles heel all season, and, and – how much, uh, how much is Houston going to put forth in the game? I mean, that's the question, right? You know, it's a little bit like I, you kind of sense that. Not that I think Texas A&M didn't play great yesterday. They did. They were fabulous. But I didn't get the sense that, that Arkansas had another gear left. They looked like the tired team, didn't they? Arkansas looked tired Arkansas yesterday. Looked and Arkansas looked gassed. Arkansas looked They looked tired. You know, whereas maybe it's the, the these last games, you know, and I think that ultimately would be if you play A&M today against Tennessee, as you may think Tennessee just doesn't really want to give it that full go all the way through. I mean, Kempom has that as a seven-point game below the line. I mean, you know, that what's six and a half here. So if you take Tennessee, you're basically, you know, you're getting, according to Kempom, you're getting a better number. So Memphis-Houston American today, the final today, Michael. Of course, Memphis beat Houston twice this year, just last week. Of course, Houston opened five. It has been bet down to three and a half, so there is some Memphis love. Um, this is a Houston team we've talked about. Houston, I was going through the resume. You know what's weird? They haven't beat a team that's going to make the tournament this year. Like they've been impeccable, and they they but they like their resume is weird, and they have the experience. Sasser and Edwards, the two guards, a junior and a senior. Fabian White's a senior, so it's a team that was here last year. But again, Memphis—that's the bugaboo for Houston. Houston won the league title the regular season. The question is, will they be motivated? That's a good question. Off the five opener, down to three and a half here with Houston laying it, Michael. I mean, since since January, uh, when they beat Tulsa, January twenty-third, this Memphis team has has been on a roll. I mean, they they're have really been good on defensively. They're they, really they've good won defensively. Tw- they've they're twelve and one since that point. You know, they stubbed their toe against SMU in Dallas, so that was a problem. But they, but you could see, you know, their defense has played. I mean, they've been holding people. I think the last team that scored in the 70s on them was Cincinnati, you know. And yeah, Cincinnati and SMU, they've been really playing good. You could see Coach Brown's influence here, especially on defense. And their talent is showing up. I mean, their talent is really showing up. Hey, we got to give a shout to a team near you and a – mini dynasty with Villanova Jay Wright Uh, another big east I mean did you see what McDermott the Creighton coach said he said we got Gillespie'd and that's really what happened this was this game was back and forth tight game then a pair of threes from Colin Gillespie late that sealed the deal for Villanova that's now four of five as far as big east tournaments Look, Villanova is exactly the kind of team that you want to look to to put it in, put them in the finals in your tournament because they meet the criteria. They can shoot free throws. They got veteran experience. They play defense, you know, and they and they great can coach. play a pace. And they got a great coach. They get, they have all the, the the criteria you want for a Final Four team.
You sounded like Isaiah in that Jordan documentary. I had all the criteria, but I didn't meet the expectations. All right, when we come back, we had him earlier this week. Jim Root's going to join us. We're going to get plays on all five games as we continue here. Coverage on VSIN as far as college hoops. Come on back. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Mahler. Okay, it's Express Bet First Bet. Get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit slash horses for details. Use that bonus code Vegas1000. Selection Sunday, baby. We welcome you back. I can't, the quote, I, keep, I can't not hear it from Michael Lombardi. There he is in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. Our guy, Jim Root, joins us, writer, co-host, three-man weave podcast. And as we say hi to Jim, these guys do it. Nobody does it better. Our buddy Greg Hoops is right there with him when it comes to college hoops. Let's start here. We've been debating the Michigan. The Michigan debate will continue until the selection process finishes. Where are you, Jim, on Michigan and the tournament? I'm guessing in, uh, I think the, the one big snafu with them is really their overall record. Just being three games over 500. That is the, the, the thing that has kind of been a stick in the mud for the committee in the past. But if you go down the line, everything else, uh, with their Q1 and Q2 record, the wins they have there, the metrics really seem to like them both resume and qualitative, the predictive type stuff. Uh, so I think they will land in the one problem for them that you can't feel comfortable being just three games over 500. I think that leaves the committee an out. If they want to leave out Michigan, that is going to be their go-to reason to keep them out. You would think so. I mean, but if, if you let Michigan in, who are you keeping out? Would you keep Texas A&M out after their impressive showing uh, here? Would you keep Wyoming out? Would you keep Notre Dame out? I mean, how would you who, – who is Michigan replacing is my question. The one of that group that you mentioned that I'm not very high on is is Notre Dame. Uh, I think they're kind of in the mm -hmm. same boat as Wake Forest, where they have been kind of hurt by the the weak ACC. Now I have the Irish ahead of Wake Forest, uh, mainly because of their non-conference strength of schedule. But the Irish are only four and nine in quad one and two games. Eighteen or uh, seventeen or eighteen of their wins are outside of the top two quadrants. They have a couple bad losses. The, the four wins with only one against Q1 competition, it's just not enough. Like that compares to somebody in the CUSA or the OVC. And if you're that far under 500 against those teams, like four and three is one thing. Four and nine is another. That, that's telling the committee we've had a bunch of chances and we mostly didn't win them. So the Kentucky win carries some weight, but. Notre Dame's a resume and a profile that I'm just not very high on this season. Let's make this simple with Jim, Michael. We've got five conference tournament finals yep. today. We're going to run through all five with Jim. And we're going to start Iowa, Purdue, Big Ten. We were just – the the variance as far as uh, Ken Palm on this total, I think he's got it 161. We've got a 150 and a half right here. But Iowa, Purdue, uh, Purdue's up to two, two and a half here, Jim. What do you got? There's a couple games like that today. I thought it would be all five where the, the total was that far off of Ken Palm because unders have been rolling in March. They've been a, a great bet in basically every conference tournament. Uh, but I get why it's lower. I, I think it's probably fair that the books are kind of hedging their bets a little bit by going way lower and trying to avoid uh, a cascade of under money. I'm leaning towards Iowa here. This is a, a team that has really impressed me over the last couple of weeks. I'm I, probably the last three or four seasons, I've been a skeptic of Fran McCaffrey and the teams he has mainly because they don't defend that well. 
but I think this team's a little more versatile defensively. The lineups they can go to with Keegan Murray and Chris Murray as the the four five kind of the quasi power forward center combination makes them really versatile. They're not as vulnerable in space to pick and rolls. Uh, they played Purdue pretty close twice. Did not get the wins either time. So if you're you're kind of riding the the bad matchup train, I understand going with the Boilermakers, but. I just like the trend Iowa's on the trajectory. They're they're kind of headed upwards, and I still have some concerns about Purdue's defense. I know they tightened up a little bit in this tournament, but with the way Iowa's offense is playing, I, I think they can get their points against uh, against Purdue and, and get the win here. Well, let's go to the A10, Patrick's favorite conference, <laughs> and you know, is there a chance that Richmond can upset Davidson to keep to then eliminate another I- I- entry bid from the tournament, which would obviously give Richmond in, and Davidson we know is already in. What's your thoughts? Yeah, that's that's the big one that bubble teams are going to be watching today. Uh, Richmond came into the year and even last year with a, a lot of hype, uh, all kinds of senior starters throughout the lineup. And then Tyler Burton has emerged into a potential pro on the wing and Jacob Gilliard, their point guard is playing out of his mind right now. It, it's, it's one of those things where like, okay, maybe they're trending up to preseason expectations. We're seeing this Richmond team that maybe had a coach on the hot seat, had a bunch of seniors that didn't want their careers to end. And they've stood up and gone out and earned it. They got down uh, big in both their games. Uh, actually, especially yesterday, they were down like 13 in the second half, came all the way back. I just think Davidson is kind of a different monster right now. Uh, they have shooting all over the floor. Foster Lawyer looks back, looks healthy. Their point guard that they brought in from Michigan State. Uh, both coaches are great, but I think McKillop has a very slight edge on the sideline. So laying a pretty short number there with Davidson, I'm going to go with the Wildcats, and I think we get a a big sigh of relief from the Xavier's and the Notre Dame's and the SMU's <laughs> of the world when they see this result. They could teach they could teach college courses on Davidson's ball movement. I mean, I'm just yeah. there's they never get a bad shot. He that right. he does yeah. such a great job. Good luck with this one, Jim. A and M in Tennessee, right? So six mm-hmm. and a half opener. I see a couple of shops down to six, but A and M's on a heater. So is Tennessee. SEC. What do you got? Yeah, you look at Texas A&M's team page. Like I just go on Ken Palm, and it's like, all right, if you delete mid-January to mid-February, suddenly they're like 26 and two, and, and something like that, and they're they're a, a top seed com- competitor. But I, I kind of buy their run right now. They lost Marcus Williams, a Wyoming transfer to injury, and they've won every game since. It's almost like it's sorted out the pecking order for them. They've figured out. Who's who's who on offense? Quentin Jackson has emerged into like a, a legitimate star, all SEC type guy, and I, I just think that the the trend there on the upward trajectory, getting another, uh, getting a touchdown today. I'm with the Aggies here. I know Tennessee is rolling too, but they got a lot of benefit from Kentucky going two for twenty from beyond the arc yesterday. I think Texas A&M's actually got the hot hand, unlike the Wildcats. Uh, getting that many points in a game that, you know, with, with Texas A&M playing as they are, uh, I'll, I'll take that with the dog today. I, I, I don't disagree with you uh, at all. And, uh, Jim, I think that this but, – but your view on Tennessee, like when I watch them, they just look like a different team than most of these other teams playing with their size, their athleticism, their speed. I mean, how far do you think Tennessee can go? There's always that thing in the back of my head that tells me don't fall too much in love with Tennessee. They're going to disappoint you. Yeah, I think there's always like a healthy, maybe unhealthy, general Rick Barnes skepticism. Uh, But he did go to the Final Four with TJ Ford. He's done it before. 
Uh, and yeah, they've, they've seemed like they've flown under the radar all season. They, I compare them very similarly to Texas tech, a team that got all kinds of love throughout the year because they had some big wins in the big 12, but from an analytical perspective, their defense and offense rate really similarly to Texas tech. And they've improved a little on their, their offense last from last year, which was their downfall, bringing in the freshman guards, Chandler and uh, Ziegler. Those guys have given them some pop offensively. Uh, they can knock down perimeter shots. They can create for others. So they have a lot of different creation options, which is something they could not say last year. I buy Tennessee as a candidate to make a, a deep run in the tournament. We just got to see the draw. That's that's what we're excited for today as we get to the selection show. Love for Memphis in the market here, Jim. Uh, of course, American Houston open five. I see a couple of threes. Uh, I'll give you four. So Houston lane four. Memphis beat them twice this year. Yeah, I, I have to take the four here. Houston, it sounds like they're, they're uh, one of their key big men, Fabian White, may not play. They said his back locked up yesterday. And Calvin Sampson even admitted he's like, our seed is probably mostly decided today. Uh, the committee is going to have a tough time factoring in that game too much as they get backed up against the selection show. And Memphis has shown the the athletic advantage against Houston. I think that's a real matchup edge with their size and physicality. The team without Imani Bates is nine and one since he left the team. I, I just think Memphis is playing too well. Houston, while not going to be complacent, uh, I just think they know where they're at. And if Fabian White sits, that gives them even more of a, a disadvantage there. No, no doubt. All right. Off the track. Uh, you know, we got to talk about it. Yale Princeton. Do you have any thoughts on that one? I mean, it's a big game in the Ivy. Yeah. 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 I, the, the biggest ma uh, matchup disadvantage here is, is Tosan Awoma. He's the Ivy player of the year. Six, eight, big man for Princeton. Yale doesn't really have a guy to, to deal with him. So they're going to have to double. And if you have to double against Princeton, their shooters are just too lethal that, that they just have three guys like shooting over 40% dot in the perimeter. Uh, Ivy's or excuse me. Yale's got some great guards. Azar Swain can get buckets basically anytime he wants. Uh, should be a relatively high scoring game, uh, but I, I kind of lean towards the team with the best player there. Uh, Princeton with Tosan Awoma, the big guy that no, no matchup for him on Yale. The You're awesome, Jim. That was great. The fourth one, <laughs> the fourth one seed Baylor. Yeah, I think the Big 12 will get two. Uh, the, the amount of Q1 wins and stuff that they have, there's no clear-cut uh, candidate elsewhere. So, yeah, I, th I think Baylor and Kansas both get one to go with the West Coast teams. And who's the three-man weave hiring there at Missouri? Uh, I would hire Todd Golden of San Francisco, but there are a lot of good candidates out there. Uh, I've got the flag flipped right side up today because I am optimistic about the search. But by the way, Will Wade is available if you guys are yeah. looking for some shady. I got a great candidate for the Missouri. I can't say I got a gr I got an. You can't. Well, you can't seat. tease uh, us like that. What are you going to give? You got, give us the name to me, Lombardi. I can't say it. I can't <laughs> say it. But I got a. I got a slam dunker. All right, Jim. Root. I got the muscleman of the. I got the next muscleman right there. Three man weaves at Second Chance Points on Twitter. Great job, Jim. Thank you. Enjoy the Thanks, basketball. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, there he goes. We'll get the name. Will Hill next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. Olympics. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Mahler. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Unleash the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points, kind of like a credit card. Again, uh, you can use it, convert the points into dining, shows, hotel rooms, 20 resorts, MGM, properties, Las Vegas and nationwide. So again, it's just like a credit card. This is a great loyalty program that MGM offers. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. And of course, you got to be 21 years or older. Uh, a couple of notes. And one, I thought Jim did a great job pointing this out as far as that senior forward there, Fabian White Jr., who's back tightened up against Tulane for Houston. Michael, I thought you made a great point mm-hmm. as well. And I don't know why. But somebody, Good job on Twitter. I was thinking about last year's Final Four run for Houston, and Marcus Sasser, the point guard, was so good. He's out for the year. I just want to clarify. But your point about Houston and how much this matters, if Fabian, Fabian White, who's the third leading scorer on the team, if if this was a tournament game, he'd be playing today with the back tightness. Yeah. So I think he's going to be held out against Memphis because they already won the league title. And, you know, Memphis has had the number of Houston this year. And you see the number. I got three and a half now off the five opener. I thought, Michael, you made a good point. I don't know if the motivation is going to be there for Houston like it is for Memphis because Memphis can still – Anthony Hardaway can sell to the team. We're not in the tournament yet, although they're in. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, and, and they're playing. They're they're playing better, and they continue to play better. And I think there's a part of it when you watched Arkansas yesterday. You know, Arkansas really wasn't going to improve their seed with a win, even if they won the Southeast conferences. They kind of like they went up against a buzzsaw and they retreated. 
you know, probably good for Musselman. He can bitch about it for a week. Same thing with Houston. I mean, Samson's already laid the groundwork that he's not going to play a guy that's hurt because he needs him next Thursday night or Friday. So I think you have to take that into your betting consideration. And certainly the line's moving in that direction. There's yeah. no question about it. You know, I mean, the fact that Houston opened up as a five-point favorite against a team they haven't been able to beat is shocking enough, especially on a neutral court. So, you know, I think it's it, it plays right into Memphis the way they're playing right now. And our buddy Will Hill joins us now, and I know he likes Memphis today in the American. As we say, good morning to Will, New York com slash podcast. We'll start there, Will. You like Memphis today. Yeah, you guys said it perfectly. I mean, they played twice. Memphis won by 10 in Houston. They buried them by 20 last week. Uh, this is just a tough matchup for Houston because Houston tries to bully you. They out-physical you. Can't do that to Memphis because Memphis is just too damn fast, too damn athletic. Uh, and again, you got to be careful with some of these games because it's similar to like week 17, week 18 of the NFL when both when, when the teams have playoff spots clinched. You never know who's going to play, you know, how hard they're going to play. So uh, I do like Memphis here on a neutral court, getting points. This is a, a really tough matchup uh, for Houston. Yeah, and Will said it well. Memphis turned over Houston in the two in the two wins 37 times, Michael. Like, that's what they yeah. do. Their, their defense is awesome. I mean, look, Memphis loses to Georgia earlier in the season. They weren't playing anywhere near where they are playing right now, and I think you have to take that in consideration. I know the, the committee uses all these metrics and all that, but sometimes you have to take the, the last, the eye test. And Memphis's eye test, other than the stumbling their toe at S in Dallas against SMU, has been really impressive. It really has. I don't think anybody wants to line up against them in the first round of the tournament. They're really talented. I mean, th this is a highly recruited team that's finally playing not like an AAU team, like a team. Fade the spider. Is that what you're going to do here? You're going to lay it with Davidson, Will Hill, three and a half, Richmond? Yeah, I'm surprised this is only three and a half. Uh, Ken Palm has Davidson, 35th best team, Richmond, 85th. Richmond now, this is four games in four days and only three games in three days for Davidson. So an extra game for Richmond. And I think Richmond was really uh, lucky to get out alive yesterday against Dayton. Dayton's point guard got hurt. And uh, this David team is really, Davidson team is really good. It, it's a tough team to play when you're tired because they, they run a motion yep. offense. It's a lot of cutting. Uh, it's a lot of pacing on defense for Richmond. They never stop moving Davidson. So to me, this is a tough matchup, uh, four games in four days for Richmond. Uh, I like Davidson here. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I, I think at some point, you know, Davidson's ability to put the ball in the basket is far too great. I mean, they're so good everywhere in terms of their offensive efficiency and their and their uh, per percentages inside. And look, let's face it, Richmond all year long they haven't been a great defensive team. I mean, you know, they're not a great defensive team, and I think this is going to be a hard out for them. Speaking of lack of defense, let's go to the Big Ten: Iowa, yeah. Purdue, Will Hill. Uh, I was shocked this morning at 150. It's 151-ish, 150 and a half. You're going to go over here. Yeah, I think it opened 148, and I could certainly understand the movement to the over. I I'm with the over here. Uh, to me, this game is a chance. I think the winner will be in the 80s. I think both teams could be in the 80s. Just complete mismatches for both offenses. Nobody can stop ED one-on-one. -on -one. You're going to have to double him. He's probably the largest human being uh, in the history <laughs> Seven, of the planet. Five. He's oh, huge. Get him a football uniform. He'll catch 20 <laughs> touchdowns, just put some pads on him. I mean, it's crazy. Murray on the other side, I mean, we know he's matchup proof. you, you got to double him. I think he's going to be a hell of a pro, by the way. To me, this is this game is made to order for both offenses. Uh, you know, Iowa's played a little better on defensively. Purdue's not any good at all on defense. To me, this is like, a, you know, an 87-84. Both teams just trying to outscore each other. Uh, I like the over here. 
Yeah, I do too, Will. I mean, it's at 151. I mean, that means the game's going to be somewhere in the high 70s. No, it just went up. We started the show today. It was at 150, right, Patrick? Yep, you know that. And it's up, it went up a point already. And Kempom has it as a 161 game. So I, I'm with you. I think this is going to be, uh, you know, a, a, a high-scoring, high-octane. Although I do think there's times where Purdue plays pretty good. They play moments of defense. By the way, the con- if those that are watching aren't into college basketball, the constant reference to Ken Palm is Ken Pomroy. And the reason we bring him up so much is his metrics are so valued that the selection committee uses them in determining who's going to get into the tournament. Everybody across college hoops uses them. So, and, and to your point, Michael, he's got it a 161 game. Will's going over the 150 and a half. You generally don't see a discrepancy, Will, with Ken Not Palm's much, numbers no. of 11, somewhere in that range. Yeah, and and I think it makes per, you know perfect sense here that I don't know what the the thinking is here to make it so much lower. I guess because it's a title game, you think maybe they'll play a little slower. But I just think both teams are going to have to uh, just outscore one another. I think you know I will probably have to go small ball to try to get Edie uh, out of his comfort zone, and uh, I just think this will be a fun game to watch. I, I really like the over here. Edie's actually a skilled big man too. I mean, he, he lumbers yeah. around, but he's got skill around the basket. I these two uh, Murray and Ivy are two pros, obviously two scores. Uh, uh, Jade and Ivy Purdue is ridiculous, and Keegan Murray is awesome as well. Um, we mentioned it. Let, let's talk about it with Will. I, you know, LSU right before the seedings come out tomorrow, they fired their head coach. Michael, you and I were kind of dancing around it yesterday. They, he's yeah. on FBI wiretaps in 2019, talking about paying players, and somehow he kept his job there at LSU. For two years, and and now they're going to let him go to the tournament. I mean, like, why are they going to the tournament? I mean, they got a bunch of violations coming to them. Yep. Like, I don't understand how they're getting into the tournament. They fire. They've already admitted they got to fire their coach. I promise you, they're not paying them. They fired him for cause. You know that. So you know, and he's never going to coach in college basketball again, unfortunately. You know, for his career, but obviously he made those choices. So like, why are they going to the tournament? But and they way they played the other night. The way they played, I mean, they played Arkansas usually harder, but there was something wrong with LSU. But you that, said he looked like he was day. losing his mind. Remember, you said, yeah, he, he did. So there was a lot on his yeah. conscience. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably knew he was getting fired. You know, albeit maybe if he if he didn't win the tournament, you know. But even if he wins the tournament and you fire him, like to me, I think they should the NC two A should step in and say, no, we're, they're under complete investigation. They're out. What's your take, Will? Some of these guys, these college coaches, they spend the entire game, every trip down, bitching at the refs. I, it's got to get so old. Like, just coach your team. I mean, I, I love Hurley, but Hurley does the same thing for UConn, where it's like, at some point, just focus on your team. Because I think, good Lombardi, point. you made a good point. You know, you lose your mind. Your team's going to lose your mind. You tell your team to, you know, maintain your composure. But these guys, every foul call, every non-foul call, they're just constantly at the refs. I, I, would, I don't know how you take it if you're a ref. And by the way, it doesn't uh, pay off. Think about the Miller brothers yeah. and Sean Miller at Arizona. Yeah. who also was busted and dirty as all get out. Tommy Lloyd comes in year one and wins the league title and wins a conference tournament. So he, these names, Michael, that are sometimes under the radar are better than the shady big names. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you, you've got to be able to, to maintain your composure because your team feeds off that. I mean, you could see last night Coach K was really frustrated. He didn't like some of the calls, but he was yelling at you know the, somebody on his bench, not at the officials. I mean, I think you've got to be able to stay with some composure at some point. I mean, your team's going to lose it. 
Todd Haley used to do that for the Chiefs. Remember that? He used to just be a psycho yeah, yeah. on the on the sidelines. Yeah. Hurley at UConn's Hurley at UConn's a great example. He he just it's like it's not life's not that serious, let alone Non-stop. freaking I mean, just take it easy, bro. You're not this is not helping your team with this energy. Baseball is back. You got a pick in the Ivy today, Will? You got any, you like your Princeton or Yale today? Who are you going with? Should be should be a good game. Princeton can really shoot the ball. Yale's more physical. I'll lean with Princeton. I don't know about laying the three and a half, but Princeton can really shoot. I think either team is pretty dangerous if they get in. Uh, when, when they you know, get Yale's in. really so. good. To, Yale's the best defensive team in the conference. I mean, nobody, you know, yeah. just so, and they and they defend the three point line at a twenty eight percent. So you got you got to give them a little love there. They got that swing kid. You know, Thurston Howell School is pretty good now. I cashed with Yale yesterday over Penn. There you By go, the way, it. Ooh, that was a good game. Yeah, it was. It was. It was tight late. Uh, baseball's back. Will we're excited. I'm excited for it. a little withdrawal today. Only five games after having like 300 a day the past few days, but I'm excited for it. Baseball's back. It's, it's all good. Listen to the Yankee coverage and more over at the New York City cast. Beaston.com slash podcast with Will Hill. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you. See you guys. NFL Appreciate news you. next. There's a new receiver in Cleveland. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.